his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Never miss a moment. Go listen to the Todd Feinberg podcast on the Odyssey app. Yeah, guess what we've got coming? We're going to be doing rants this half hour. And in the second half hour at 540, Dr. Steve Perry will be here of, of education fame, of charter school fame, talking about what is being proposed right now in the education budget and the idea of double funding schools. This is one of the scams that they are running on you in the state government and particularly in Hartford, where when children go to other schools than the ones that are their neighborhood schools, say they go to a magnet school or say they go to a uh, vocational school, you would expect that the money that is spent on them would transfer over to the new school, but it doesn't. The school that is left behind by the child going to another public school is kept at the original school. That's right. They get funded for the seat that is not filled. And then the school that the child attends gets only a portion of the education, which is uh, comes in the form of education funding from the state. It's just one of the many scams that should have you concerned with the way they squander your assets on education, but a particularly vivid one. So we will talk to Steve Perry about that, which I'm excited about. 860 the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center has Mark Christopher at the helm. What's going on the road, sir? It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, it's us right here where you want to be. It's rant line time. It is rant line time. We'll play some rants for you, and we will take some phone calls, 860-522-9842. Don't forget the rant line number, 751-4698. Call one, in when, call one in whenever you like. God, how is it going? Let me get this straight. Yeah. Now, this Chinese floaty thing, you know, the balloon thing everybody's screaming about, why didn't they do anything about it before it came into the country in the first place? Good question. Why didn't they go, oh, my God, something's floating at us. What are we going to do? Nothing. 
Oh, my God. They let it float across our country. Now, Chrissy was asking me, she said, what if the thing spread crap across the whole country? I said, who knows? Airborne viruses are much harder to get, but you never know. Could have spread something. Shooting the thing down at the end? I mean, why didn't they just go up there with some sophisticated aircraft and just capture the thing in the first place? Why did they have to shoot it down and destroy it? That's kind of stupid, too. I don't know. I'm just so, like, I'm, I'm really about the whole balloon thing. It kind of wound me up today. And uh, just wanted to rant about it. That's all. All right, later. Glad you did. All good questions. Hey, Todd. Have no fear. Just wanted to let everybody know. That's not a Chinese spy satellite over Kansas. That's just Dorothy and Toto up in the farmhouse. It's a cyclone. It's a cyclone. That's as good. <laughs> That's about as realistic as what we've been told, I think. Let's talk to Dave in Brantford. Hi, Dave. Hey, Todd. My comment is on the governor's tax cut for the income taxes. Yes. And uh, cutting taxes should be an issue that Republicans, conservatives and libertarians own in their sleep. And yet the way the governor has structured it, and I can't comment too much because I haven't read about it in the paper yet, just what I've heard on the news, which is never enough. The governor, the way he wants to cut the income tax will magnify the progressivity of progressivity of the Connecticut income tax, Mm -hmm. which makes the income redistribution effects even worse. Of than course. they are now. Yes. And it is amazing that even cutting taxes is a way for the debt. The de- they have cleverly crafted it that they buy votes for their voting population. Yes. It, it's just so sickening. And I it just is. want to point it out. And the reason for that is for the higher income earners, their tax cut is from 5% down to 4.5, which for the sake of argument, we'll call that a 10%. Uh, reduction in the amount you pay. And for the lower income people, it drops from 3% to 2%, which is a 33% reduction in the rate you're paying. And apparently for the people with the earned income tax credit, they pay nothing on the extra income, which is something that is very nice. I support that. But again, all the tax money is going to the lower income people. Those Democrats, they're so clever, aren't they? They are clever in a very devious, dangerous, destructive (laughs) way. Yes, Dave. Thank (laughs) you, sir, for the call. 860-522-9842. Don's calling from East Hartford. Hi, Don. Hey, Todd. I would like to make three points um, with with a discussion on schools, right? Okay. The first one is um, the problems with the inner city schools. It's not a Democrat or a Republican problem, right? The, um, the, 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 the schools that, that, that is facing inferior education is all over the, in the inner cities of the United States. Everywhere in the inner city, the poorest cities of the United States is facing the same problem. And I think the reason for that, you might not agree with me, but I think classism and systemic racism as, 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 as is the reason why we I'm sorry, say, say it again. I couldn't understand. Why do you think the, the reason is the schools classism are so bad? and systemic racism is the reason why the inner city schools... Oh, classism and systemic racism. Okay. But those right. aren't... Those are vague uh, macro notions. How do those manifest in such a way as to make education fail in urban areas? My third point is because I wrote it down, my third point is how come we don't blame the, in, the, the suburb, the teachers in the suburbs? Their students are not failing at the, at the rate of all the inner city students are failing. 
and they are also teachers. They are they are also members of the union. Their schools are not failing, so we can't blame teachers. And what was your second point? My second point was, was no. My third point was yes, but oh, you, you didn't do your second point yet. Yes, I said I said classism and racism is and systemic racism is the reason why schools in the inner cities all over the United States is failing. Okay, what was your first point then? And the first point is, it's not a Democrat or a Republican oh, okay. problem. Um, well, except that Democrats run the schools and Democrats created the partnership with the education unions. Only, and, yes, I agree. If it's a Connecticut you're addressing, yes. But um, schools, um, inner city schools in the Republican constituencies also are failing. Uh, yes, that, that, that is true, but the cities are treated differently regardless of who's running them because we have a United States um, bureaucracy that controls what happens in neighborhoods. In other words, the systemic racism isn't just on the street level in the cities. It's also in the institutional level in Washington. And those mechanisms and the flow of money is baked into the cake that creates the systemic racism. For example, systemic racism, a lot of it has its roots in, in things like urban redevelopment that was funded in the 50s and 60s and how suburbs yes. were developed. And this is, yes. this is big government doing a stupid, destructive things with, the, with programs that remain in place to a large extent today and still have their effects. So you can't separate by political party at the street level what's being done by the vision of big government and this this crazy idea that somehow you can funnel money out of Washington and make people's lives better at the street level in, in Norwalk or in Hartford or wherever. It just doesn't work that way. The, the family structure is broken down, man, in, 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 the, in the minority communities. The family structure is totally destroyed. I heard a, a caller that you was talking to. It was, mm -hmm. it was a guest. And he said it. He said the family structure is, is broken. That's why the school, the, the, the kids in the inner cities are failing. Because it's not, you know, you can't just look at the school. You have to go back and look at the family structure. Yes, That's but the that... Problem is. That responds to another one of your points, this idea that it's it, that uh, blaming the city schools with, and not looking at the suburbs and seeing how much better they're doing is a mistake. But but you're, what we see when we look at the suburbs is families that are intact and families that are devoted to education and that work hard with their kids. And you're dealing with adults who have higher education levels and, and more yes. sophisticated jobs. So their kids are going to school already infused with a le higher level of societal sophistication. So the only way to break that, it seems to me, is to actually have great schools required in urban areas and not to do what Chris Powell was talking about and give diplomas to people simply for sitting there. The Democrats who run those schools in the cities, I don't want to make this only only about political party because it's too big of a problem to get caught in bickering over. But the Democrats are so devoted to creating an illusion of compassion by being nice to people, i.e. being nice is giving kids diplomas because they sat there for 12 years and didn't learn anything, 
that's being nice to everybody in the system except for the kids who leave without an education. So there's no compassion in that, but that is strongly supported at the street level in in um, in the cities I, in I, Connecticut. I, one final thing before I go to it, I think the people in the, the people in the inner cities they need to get out of the welfare system. They need to get away from the welfare. It, it's a trap. Yes, it is. Of course. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The welfare system is a trap for, for working poor. It's a trap. And, and, all, get out. and all the other stuff around it. Thank you, Don. You, you made great points, as you always do, but this was particularly good today. Thank you. 860 Let's talk to Joe next on WTIC. Hi, Joe. Oh, I'm Sonny friends from Biden. I sent special balloons for best your food for him. Pino, take you shoot down. I spent extra special balloons for his son by then over <laughs> South America, and he get girl, get girl. This is not Joe Biden. It's a different show, I, I guess. Wowza. Hello, Todd. Um, so this is John from Weatherfield. I was just listening to Pastor Little, and during one of his breaks, they had a, I believe it was a state rep or something on talking about how Lamont was going to um, give some tax credits for uh, state income tax and all this stuff. And in it, he says, you know what, we don't want to give too much back because who wants to go back in a couple of years and ask for more money? So we'd rather just do it incrementally and, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there so we don't have to come back and ask for more money. Wait, so they don't want to give us our money back because they don't want to come like, so what they're saying is they don't want to give us too much of our money back because they don't want to ask for it again in a couple of years. That's literally what they said. It's like overcharging somebody and say, well, I'm just going to give you some of it because I know that, you know, I'm going to need it back when you guys come back next week or something. I mean, it's, it makes no sense. Well, it does, I guess, if you understand politicians. Right, I hope that makes sense. Well, yeah, the last part in particular. So, of course, they don't want to... They don't want to adjust taxation in a meaningful way because they don't want to have to come back later and raise taxes. That's true. However, they raise taxes anyway, constantly. And what they're doing now with the, with the extra money is buying votes by giving lower taxes to the people who pay low taxes already with a plan to get that money back later from higher earners because people who earn money owe more they tell us automatically even if they already pay way more disproportionately more and this is somehow seen as just in the twisted corrupt world of the of the left but you're right overall you got it nailed hello Todd Jerry of Mollypuck Hello, Jerry. There should be no State of the Union speech by Biden. Everybody knows the country is in decline because of Biden. Biden stinks to high heaven. (laughs) Everything is dysfunctional. Dysfunctional just like his entire family and his administration. Nothing works. The spy balloon episode is just the largest, the latest blunder I bet when Biden first heard of the Chinese balloon, he probably said, come on, man, whose birthday? Take care, Todd. 
I hope we could solve this. Well, let's not make it too much about Joe Biden and right now. We're going down the tubes on a long-term basis, and we've been going down the tubes for a long time. And the forces that are making us go down the tubes are getting more control under this administration, no doubt. Hi. Hey, Todd. Imagine if you had a teacher conference schedule, and a few days prior to getting together, something questionable happened between your teacher and your child. Would you ever cancel that meeting? Why would Anthony Blinken ever cancel his trip to China? What a missed opportunity to find out everything about that Chinese balloon. Interesting question, Mark. Hi, Todd. This is John's wife. I heard you on the phone the other day. Oh, you missed him. Um, I just wanted to give you an update. John is in rehab. He fell and broke his hip. Oh, I'm sorry to so hear that. He's been out of commission for just a little while. Hopefully he'll be home soon. Um, anyways, uh, today is Sunday. It is February 5th. And it is about quarter after five. Thank you for filling us in on John. He calls the rant line regularly and has in a couple of weeks. So um, it's good to know that he's not uh, worse than having broken his hip. And it's sad to hear that he broke his hip. Thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. What's happening on the roads? Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Free that Odyssey. Let's talk to Josh in Southington. Hello there, Josh. Thank you for the call. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Um, First things first, uh, so great to hear from John's wife. And I have to say it uh, truly warmed my heart. Her voice could not have been more perfect for what I hear is John's voice. It reminded me of listening to my grandma and poppy talk when I was a child. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, yeah, it, 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 was, it was wonderful. 
Um, second thing, uh, Don, a great caller. Um, I think by the time he ended the conversation, he had transferred a couple of his three points over to what you had discussed, or, you know, he, he brought them up. He said them himself, uh, the family structure and the welfare system being a trap. Mm-hmm. And that'll transfer me to my third point. Uh, the, tra- the welfare system, I do construction. I have worked in uh, different factory buildings over the last few years. And then speaking to managers of those buildings, I have been told that they've had employees refuse raises uh, because that would put them out of the bracket of receiving whatever benefits it is that they were receiving at the time. Wow, that's pretty uh, so scary. They re- refuse overtime and refuse raises uh, because the, their their raise may equate to an extra $2,000 a year, but the benefits they're receiving... Uh, that they would lose they would, would be lose, worth more. Uh, would be, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it, uh, when I when I heard that, I mean, I'm I'm in my I'm in my early mid 40s now, and when I heard that, I, I was flabbergasted. I, someone doesn't want to get a raise at work to make more money and advance their position. I just didn't comprehend. It's a, a sad state of affairs, but that's what big bureaucracies do. Josh, thank you for the call. Congratulations on being so young. Hey, Todd, got a quick question for you. That Chinese balloon that was flying around over by North Carolina and all that, um, I was just wondering what you think. I'll bet you anything that China got what they wanted for pictures and everything, and because Joe Biden's in his pocket, that all of a sudden they shoot it down. But they already got the pictures that they needed. So what do you think about that? Well, that's assuming it's a Chinese it's a Chinese thing. That that balloon actually is a Chinese thing. We're trusting our own government to tell us this. And our own government is not trustworthy. So we've got to be careful about who we listen to and who we believe. 860-522-9842. Of course, we have to believe Mark Christopher, who tells us only the truth about what's happening on the roads from the VPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC. So there is this thing going on in the schools in Connecticut, going on in Hartford in particular, called double funding, in which money stays in the schools that are being left by students who are moving on to a, uh, a, another school in the, in the public school system. And the money stays behind at the school they've left. And it's this very weird thing that causes distortions in the funding of education and causes the confusion about how the money is spent. And we're going to hear about other things it does from Dr. Steve Perry. He's an educator and an and a, um, education entrepreneur, founder of the Capital Preparatory School in Hartford, a TV personality. He's kind of a big gun. And, and uh, there was a hearing Friday, I believe, at the state capitol on the education budget for next year. And 
Steve is here to talk to us about that hearing and him speaking at it, I think, and also this whole double funding thing. Steve, welcome back to WTIC. Glad to be back home at WTIC. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. So tell us about this whole situation. It's bizarre and disturbing all at once. It is. So to your listeners, it's really simple. If your child got into the University of Connecticut, but you lived in New Haven, and so there, well, you lived in New Haven, and Southern Connecticut told you that you had to send tuition to Southern Connecticut and the University of Connecticut, you'd say, you've lost your mind. I'm not doing that. My child's going to UConn, so why would I send money to Southern? He's not ever going to set foot in that school. And the argument was, well, 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 Southern needs the money because it's the closest school to your house, and Southern can't run their schools unless they take the money from you. You'd say that's absolutely insane. You'd say that's criminal, and a whole bunch of other things that may include some curse words. Well, that is, in fact, what the state of Connecticut does every single year and is looking to do through perpetuity through House Bill 5003. What it is saying is that if your child goes to a magnet school, a vocational technical school, a VOAG program, an interdistrict um, choice program, you know, like a uh, uh, if you live in Hartford, you but your child goes to um, – school in uh, uh, Glastonbury. Um, If you do any of those things, then your neighborhood school receives 100% of the tuition that they have um, anticipated if your child went to the school. So if it's, uh, let's say your child, you live in Hartford, um, you would get just about $15,000 per pupil. Then, Hartford, let's say your child went to a magnet school in East Hartford. The state of Connecticut would raise another $12,000. So $27,000 would be raised to educate your child. Awesome. So so that two schools can be receiving money to educate one child. Right. So if your child went to third grade, they pay for a third grade teacher back in Hartford, and they pay for a third grade teacher at your child's uh, elementary school uh, in another school, school system, another magnet school, Botech, Boag school, whatever. And so that costs the state of Connecticut every single year at least $360 million, almost 20% of the state's annual budget for education for the entire state for double funding. And the state legislature will tell you. Yeah, we know it. They didn't say this initially when we brought it to them, Todd. We mm-hmm. brought it to them initially. No, 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 that's not possible. Representative Curry said that's not that's not happening. There's no way that's happening. And then he acknowledged it is happening. But since it's happening, they say, we got to leave it that way. It'll decimate the schools, they say. So what I said to them was, all right, here's the deal. It will split the uh, tuition into five installments paid over the course of the year, and they can be um, exploding installments, meaning that the longer the child stays in the school for the year, the more money you get. So you could begin with 10% and all the way up to by the last payment, a full payment, they stay the full year, you get the remaining 50% of the uh, of the uh, accounting. Nope, can't do it. Can't run schools that way. And then you remind them, magnet schools, Votech, Boag, 
charter schools um, and all other schools run their schools that way, meaning no one else can plan guaranteed based upon students who actually don't even attend the school. They don't attend the school. That's the part we can't skip. They literally will they, never set they foot. They never set never. foot. So this is I, this is based, I guess, in, in that s- s- twisted, distorted argument about how you can't force the local schools to lose their money when a student doesn't go there because that's somehow um, an attack on that school and an attack on education as opposed to getting schools to start living inside of a semi-market-driven system where the best schools get the kids and the best schools get the money and the schools that aren't doing well and aren't performing and aren't getting kids in them are going away, which is what we want to have happen, I think, because we spend billions of dollars building things like magnet schools in order to get kids better educations. Why wouldn't we want the money to go there? So all that, I agree with you a thousand percent. I definitely think that we should consider a more market-driven, yada, 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 all that stuff. But here's the more basic thing. From the governmental perspective, mm-hmm. the money is referred to as per pupil. It's, called, it's not called per school money. It's called per pupil. It's a per-pupil allowance, which very explicitly says <laughs> we, the residents of the state of Connecticut, are allowing you to garnish our wages to the extent that we can, called taxes, to pay per-pupil. Imagine, if you will, another example. Your, your uh, loved one needs to go to an oncologist, but there's no oncologist near you. But there is a hospital near you. So you have to pay the hospital near you. And then you pay the oncologist who actually provides the service to your family. Every other iteration of this is bananas, right? You go to eat at a restaurant, but you have to first pay (laughs) the wage you have to pay at a restaurant that you don't attend, but you pass by it on the way to this one. Yeah, it's closer to your home. It's just stupid. It's one that's closest to your house. Every single one. There's a barber that you want to go to, right? But. There's one close to your house. you got to pay this guy first, then you pay the next guy who actually cuts your hair. We're talking to Steve Perry, who's an education entrepreneur. He's a Connecticut guy. He's famous in education circles. And what what is the answer that you get when you make this argument to the people who rig the system, who design it in such a way as to create this insane result? Oh, it's so awesome. It's, It's lovely to see white people try to come at me and try to talk to me about race. Because that's when it was, you know, it's for black and Latin kids. Nah, homie, I'm black. (laughs) So that's not what you're doing. This is not for black and Latin kids. It's for white middle class teachers to keep their jobs in the largest employers in the state. The largest employer for teachers in the state are urban school systems. They employ Hartford, Bridgeport, New Haven, employ more teachers than virtually all the rest. I don't know if I go with all the rest, but a lot of the rest, a lot of the rest. Um, so, I mean, in Hartford, there are 3,000 employees. I, but the, I would be thing, willing to the, bet you that- the thing is, Steve, if you just allowed this to gradually have its natural impact, you would get the little shifts, the innocent shifts that you require in the way things are structured. Why preserve a failed system by forcing money to get pumped into uh, the restaurant where people don't go to eat or the oncologist where people don't go to get treated or the school where people don't go to get educated. It's really simple. Uh, This is not the Department of Education. It's the Department of Employment. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. 
The only people who are benefiting from these systems are the, are the employees. The children are not learning more. And some of these only ones who are generally benefiting from these systems are the employees. And mm-hmm. it's their unions. This is, listen, this is just about the, this is the teachers union, the teachers union, the teachers. They are the worst thing to happen in public education in America, period. And in Connecticut, they're terrible because the rest of the country, I mean, you got to recognize this. It's pretty embarrassing for me. You know, I'm this guy who talks about school choice and in my state, there's like damn near it, none. So, um, so I'm out there talking about how important it is. And then I go to places. <laughs> they brought me out to Utah. I said to them, are you kidding me? You brought a brother from the West Coast to talk to Republicans about why they need to do school choice. Like, we should all be embarrassed by this conversation. <laughs> but, and I'm a Democrat, but here's the point. Utah just passed a sweeping universal school choice legislation, which basically says wherever you are, whatever school you can get to, you can go to. I mean, isn't that America? Isn't that what we're here for? Dr. King in his final book, um, uh, Where Do We Go From Here? Community of Chaos, in his final chapter said that we should open education parks to these outside of the schools. He said American public schools don't know what to teach or how to teach. That's Dr. Martin Luther King. That's not Steve Perry. That's Dr. Martin Luther King. He said that. He said that we should send children outside of the community in order for them to have the academic experience that they need. So we know that this is the case, but then people who call themselves liberals, who say that they're caring about the needs of the the poor or the indigent, are doing what the Supreme Court of the United States of America in 1954 and every single court underneath this incident has done, which is maintaining a racist system, a classist system, full stop. Meaning that these are the same people who would say that they're for conversations around critical race theory and around the, the African-American uh, uh, AP course. Yeah, but if you were really for that, then you would know that putting children in schools based upon their zip code is by proxy establishing a race. And so that is what the whole Chef versus O'Neill, like every single case has said, well, you can't do that. Guy. So when they're talking so about saying, structural racism or institutional racism, you're saying the way the public schools are run is not by intent, but the result of it is designed in such a way as to not let the schools respond to the demands of the marketplace, to not give the the poorer families who need that education to be great, it refuses to give them the great education they deserve. I am saying that those same people who claim that they are trying to stop structural racism are doing, are literally maintaining what by the Supreme Court in the Supreme Court in the state of Connecticut has been found over and over and over to be, to be a system that is inherently race-based because you look at what the school systems are. There's virtually no integration within them. So this is why Jefferson O'Neill, this is why charter schools and magnet schools, this is why they were all started, was to find another way, as Dr. King referred to them, as educational parks. So they look like hypocrites. And here's the real uh, trippy part. These same people who talk about needing to go to their public schools, go to public schools, ask them where their kids go to school. I want you to go through the state legislature in the state of Connecticut. I want you to find a single legislator who sends her or his child to a failed urban school please i'll wait find one it's uh it's a it's a tragic thing we're talking to dr steve perry have you found in your experience as an educator and and as an entrepreneur for uh charter schools have you found a connection between the um success that your kids have in the classroom 
and what kind of mix of skin colors you have? Our schools are predominantly black, so that's a hard no for us, um, black and Latin. Um, but what I do know is that what you look at when you look at success are the expectations of the educators. Mm-hmm. And in our schools that are founded in large part by African-Americans and Latin people, supported by white uh, colleagues and, and allies, um, alongside, I should say, what you find is there are different expectations in schools such as ours. And in schools such as ours, we expect our children to go to four-year colleges. And so everything that we do is about prepping them to go to four-year colleges. And as a result, since 2006, well, 2005, we opened our first school in Hartford. Um, we sent 100% of our graduates on to four-year colleges, the overwhelming majority of whom are African-American or Latin, and in many cases, poor. So there is so, no connection between uh, skin color and success in schools or, or with the, the mix of the individual in, classrooms? In, in my opinion, no. But I want to make sure I, I say this as clearly as I can. However, those schools that are by design limiting children only to the neighborhoods within which they are in that are predominantly black, poor, and, and or Latino tend to be some of the lowest performing. So the question is... It's a question of what the cause nuanced. is. Yeah, right. It's far more nuanced. Is Howard University a lesser college than Central Connecticut State University? It is not. It is not. But that's an, a, a historically black college in Central Connecticut State University. No, but, but it's important to, to say what's true. If you're going to solve problems, you have to base your solution on an accurate premise. And if, if you create a false premise as the guiding principle for education, that is, in order to provide a great school to kids who are black, you have to have white kids in there, that's nuts. It is not true. But on the same token, what is important is to understand that when you limit children who are black and poor to a school, then it is very different than allowing African-American children to decide to go to. In the same way, if you limited girls to a classroom, limited them Mm -hmm. to particular instructors who had lower expectations of them. Yeah, that school can become a ghetto. It would girls but if you allow girls to go to an all-girls school uh, Mm i.e mount holyoke no one's going to look at mount holyoke (laughs) or as like uh all right limited school good example i'm sorry steve we've got to wrap up it's great to talk with you i wish you'd come back more often steve perry hey man how is it That'd be great. DrStevePerry.org, if you want to see his website, DrStevePerry.org. He's a spectacular educator and communicator. Steve, great to have you here. My pleasure. Peace. All right. That, that was good stuff, huh? Eight, uh, no, uh, rant line number, 860-751-4698. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for being tuned in and being here. And there he is, Mark Christopher, with the latest on the roads from the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Thank you, Mark. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.